Welcome to Proudly ADHD at work and in business. I am your host, Coach Kathy Rashidian, and I help professionals like you understand the science behind your unique brain so you can unlock that inner genius. Ready to transform your ADHD into your best asset? Keep listening. What would it be like if you embrace the unknown and took reasonable chances without worry or doubt? What would it be like if you realized that fear does not exist in the present moment and that whatever is unfolding will ultimately serve you? What would it be like to know that there's nothing to lose and therefore nothing to fear? Welcome to another episode with Coach Kathy. In this episode, I am covering the discipline of fearlessness. In the series of self-mastery, we've covered five of them, and now this is the sixth one that we're going through. Last time we talked about authenticity, and now perfectly slotted in this episode is fearlessness and what it means. I remember the phrase, she felt the fear and did it anyways. It was a little magnet that I had received when I was in my 30s, early 30s, and I decided to leave this city that I grew up in and move to the big city, move to the big time, and see what life in there was like. And this time the move was on my terms. It wasn't about my parents immigrating from one country to another. It was me wanting to go and explore. And man, was I ever scared. And man, was there so much uncertainty and fear that I had to deal with. And I remember the inspiration that came with that move was somebody said to me, what's the worst that could happen if you did do the move and just pulled away from everything that you know and all the people that you love and went into the next chapter of your life? Well, I felt the fear and did it anyways. So in this episode, I want to plant some seeds for you into living fearlessly and really tapping into seeing what else is out there, what else is on the other side. Even though with those with ADHD, the impulsivity sometimes can diffuse the fear. And even though we'll fear, the impulsivity kicks in, we're like, okay, let's just go do it anyways. And and the power of the impulsivity becomes bigger than the fear. So we just give in to the impulsivity and move forward. But what if we strategically stepped into this fearlessness and see what it's all about. So buckle up, let's get into it. And just to give credit where it's due, this is coming from my training uh, manual from Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching from ipaccoaching.com. This is the material that I was trained in. This is what I use with my clients and with myself. So I just want to make sure that I'm being clear on where this material is coming from. Fear is the anticipation of a negative outcome. According to dictionary.com, fear, they define fear as a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. The words pending and anticipation point to an important aspect of fear. What you fear doesn't actually exist in the present moment. It's a projection in the present moment about what's going to happen. You can only be afraid of what's going to happen 
or fear that something will happen again. So really this statement, think about this, there is no truth in the future. It hasn't happened yet. Madame Curie says it best, and I quote, nothing in life is to be feared. It is only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. So much power in that statement. Before we move any further, I want you to take a pen and paper and write your thoughts on the following statement that I just said. There is no truth in the future. It hasn't happened yet. This statement alone, once adopted as truth, could change your game and your life. So I encourage you to press pause and reflect on that statement and write out your thoughts that there is no truth in the future. It hasn't happened yet. Fearlessness, on the other hand, allows you to live and lead to your potential. Fearlessness is not the same thing as courage, which means acting in spite of your fears. When you are fearless, you do not have fear at all to overcome. Such powerful statements. And some of this stuff I'm reading from my training manual, so my apologies if I sound very prescriptive here because I want to make sure I do justice to some of these powerful statements. Nelson Mandela illustrates courage by saying, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. Again, another powerful statement. And really, the the point of this is to really get you to think about and look at fear in different ways throughout your life. What do we do when we're afraid? What does it look like? Fear is something in which most of us are well acquainted. People have been afraid of dying, of being injured, and of being alone since we were created, really. We conjure up a seemingly endless list of phobias and anxieties. Our worries keep us awake at night and keep us from pursuing opportunities each day. There are situations that rightfully cause us concern. For example, it is perfectly reasonable to be concerned if you're facing someone with a gun pointed at you. Most of the things that we fear are not life-threatening and otherwise. So why is fear so pervasive? Fear is actually born out of self-protection. You fear losing what you have and want to keep it. Fear is the mind's natural response to these situations as it tries to stop you from feeling the pain. It's really actually protecting us in a way. Fear results in not playing full out in your life and thus not reaching your full potential. Here are some common fears that often arise in our professional life, at our workplace, in our business. The list goes on. Here's some that I'll share with you. Not being good enough, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of embarrassment, performing poorly or looking foolish, fear of the unknown and change, fear of making a mistake, fear of losing someone or something you hold dear, losing one's power, position, influence, fear of aging, losing one's skill, 
Often people hold back from trying something new or different because of fear. You may also be afraid to try things because you did it in the past, it didn't work out, or perhaps because you have a lot on the line. Fear is created through learned experiences and often occurs as a result of assumption. It's helpful to look at what's behind your fears so that you can get to what's at the core of the issue. If you're afraid of speaking up in a meeting, you could fear embarrassment, failure, looking foolish. Most fears come back to a very common cause, the feeling of not being good enough. So this is where our inner critic really comes into play. That little voice that says, don't do it, Kathy. You've done it in the past. People are going to laugh at you. Don't do it, Kathy. It may not work out because we've tried it again. So really, we want to check in with that inner voice to see what it's saying and what are the, the things that that inner voice is afraid of. In this particular segment, I invite you to journal some of that and think about situations where that inner critic came in. Here's an exercise that you may wish to try in order to lessen your fear. It's important to note that removing fears that you've been living with for a while can be a tough task. So take it easy on yourself. Try these, these options that I bring to the table and see which one fits. And fear, like I said, it, it takes a little bit to rewire that beautiful brain of yours. So be gentle with yourself in this process. One way to deal with something that you are afraid of is to explore what the what's the worst thing that can happen. If it were to come true, what would be the worst thing that could happen? By bringing the worst case scenario to your awareness, you can make a plan to deal with it, understand that you really are safe, and that you will survive. Imagine that Worst case scenario for you in your profession, for example, perhaps it's being fired. Your business may fail, failing to reach your goals, not enjoying the work you're doing every day. Once you look at the worst case scenario and come to grips with it, or even better, find the benefit to it, you will be much less afraid of it. In other words, when you have nothing to lose, you have nothing to fear. There's been a few times in my life that I've stood in this situation and man, does it feel good when I have nothing to lose and I just lean into it and say, what's the worst that could happen? Let's see where it goes. So I encourage you to try this little technique a little bit here and there, be intentional about it. And also from a brain perspective, I find that whenever there's those times where I actually do have a plan. I see what's the worst case that could happen. I'm planning it all out. It is calming my brain down to say, look, we know the uncertainty has been answered. There's some outcomes or some predictions that you've gone through so that the brain doesn't have to sit in this fight, flight, freeze, or faint kind of a situation. Instead, it knows she's got it. He's got it. There is a plan in place so that if worst case scenario happens, there is some prediction or some predictability. And that's really important, especially for those of us with ADHD, 
when we're coming from this place of fear and uncertainty, the amygdala is hijacked, you're in this fight or flight situation, you're completely stressed out, and you're not even thinking clear. So it is absolutely beneficial to be able to look at all sides so that we calm the brain down, we calm the nervous system down and say, it's okay, we got this. We did look through all and there's different ways to approach this and see what comes of it. Now that we've explored fears, your fears, let's see what would happen if they didn't exist in the first place. That's what happens when you approach life with fearlessness, that they actually don't even exist in the first place. Fearlessness is a state of absolute freedom. Fearless is a state of being that allows you to be highly intuitive, powerful, highly energized, connected, totally authentic and present. When you are fearless, you can choose your experience so you're not at the effect of things that don't support you. Here's what it might look like or feel like. Imagine you're performing and you're not worried about what the right move is. You are not self-conscious or concerned about how you are going to be perceived. You are not worried about whether you are going to perform well. You are totally present and fully engaged and can concentrate all your power into what you're about to do. I'm being prescriptive there on purpose or, or kind of saying, pausing on each word, because when you tap into this level of fearlessness, when you actually just don't give two Fs about anything and you're just showing up as your best self and you're performing and just being present, that's where magic happens. There's, you're not attached to any goals or any way or shape or form of how you're being and who's going to judge you. It's in those moments of bliss, I guess, or moments of flow when you are tapping into your true authentic self and coming from a place of fearlessness. And it is so beautiful, my friends. Let's go a little bit further on some of the philosophies that have been or beliefs that have been around fear. And I want you to kind of sit and reflect on some of this stuff that I'm saying. It's not new, but I'm hoping by reminding you of it, by kind of categorizing it to really inspire you to go back in and say, right, I remember my fearless side of me and here's how it's going to show. So one way of thinking about fearless is fear is a creation of the mind. Fear equals false evidence appearing real. If you Google this, you probably have seen this all over social media too. You decide what to fear and you can decide not to fear it as well. In this particular way of looking at it, it's not what happens to us or what we fear is going to happen to us that cause our suffering it's our beliefs that those things are bad or that we can't handle them. The discipline that I covered earlier, awareness and acceptance that I, I went through in earlier episodes, really gets you to see this through that lens of you create your own suffering. So when we are fully aware and we accept our situation, 
we can look at fear in a different way. Another concept that's out there is judgment is a projection of others' weaknesses. And to go a little bit deeper into this, it's nothing anyone says or does can harm you if you don't let it. Don't be the effect of anything that doesn't support you. And finally, the last concept, everything has a purpose. Realize that everything that happens has a purpose. Although that purpose is often not readily apparent, the purpose and the meaning of any event can only be truly known in the context of everything that has existed, exists now, and will exist. When we realize that all of life's experiences are purposeful, we stop fearing the bad things. Now, I am a firm believer of if we couldn't handle it, then the universe wouldn't be dishing it out to us. So the next time you are feeling this fear of you know, something holding you back from achieving your best, from leaning into new opportunities, from really looking at your brain wiring in a different way and not from a place of fear, but from a place of, wow, here's this thing that I have, this brain that I have. They can actually do some amazing things. And somehow in this higher energy, and yes, it's a little bit woo-woo where I'm going, the universe has bigger plans for me and knowing that in my heart, I am wired to handle this. In my brain, I am wired to handle this and I have enough in me to be able to tap into my strengths and really hone in on my badass self. So the next time fear comes in your way, really pause for a second and check in and go back and listen to some of these questions that I dropped in there. What is it telling me? What should I be paying attention to? How true is this? What am I learning from this? And really step into new opportunities, new way of looking at life. I mean, after all, had I not moved across the country to the metropolitan city of Toronto, and for those of you who live in New York, Toronto is like a little tiny town. But for me, going from a small town to a big city like that was a massive change. And had I not done that, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Through those 10 years of living in that city, I reclaimed myself, who I am, what I'm all about, so that when in my 40s, my ADHD diagnosis kicked my ass it didn't kick my ass too, too much because I had stepped into my fear, had created a whole bunch of new experiences and evidence that showed I am wired to handle big, difficult stuff. So bring it on universe. It's another lesson to be learned. So my friends, I hope this episode, as short as it was, it still gave you a little bit of an insight into how to look at fear and how to know that there's different ways to address it. And as always, know that you're wired to do some amazing, big, big, big things in your life. 
It's just a matter of taking one baby step and moving forward. Until next time, when we cover the next discipline of self-mastery, which is all about confidence, keep on shining, my friends.